I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. So we have a bit of a slack intro here. I'm sorry for that. But, you know, this is just a podcast. I'm not official in any way. Um, (laughs) Terrible intro again. Um, So we have with us Tom and... Chloe of is it it's Harshmellow is that right? That's right. That's right. And you play you also play in Dreamworld. Dreamworm. Yeah. Dreamworm. Sorry. Yep. Dreamworm. That's right. I was just um, reading through uh, your uh, your website that you've got set up with that, and there's it, it's it's very much a concept, isn't it? Like the whole like what? Let's get straight into it, sort of thing. What was the whole idea of that? With Dreamworm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it's something I, I I suppose I had the idea of um, quite a few years ago and it took me a while to kind of, um, I suppose, uh, you know, get the balls to actually uh, <laughs> do it because, uh, but yeah, I'd had these songs written over a period of time and um, yeah, I sort of came up with this kind of story or a, a theme, a concept behind the um, the album and it kind of it kind of helped me um, like get out and actually uh, play be- because uh, it was like I, I had this character you know I wasn't on um, anymore when I was playing in Dreamworm I was like the high priest of the worm you know and like uh, <laughs> like uh, this theatrical kind of thing going out and telling the story of the, the summoning the Dreamworm to the earth. Right, so you felt like there was there was a part of you that wanted to uh, create a character, sort of like a, as a release sort of thing, and and you, the way that you would express it is 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 through the the writing that you've done and um, turning it into music. Yeah, well, I never thought of myself as a singer. Like I played bass in a whole bunch of um, rock and metal bands over the years, but when it was time to, you know, when I wanted to actually release some of my own music. Um, I suppose, you know, having, yeah, having this kind of story and this theatrical character kind of, um, helped me rather than, you know, just getting up on a stage as myself was kind of pretty nerve wracking for me to begin with and singing songs about, you know, my feelings and stuff. So it was actually easier to sort of play a character and like, cause I've done a bit of acting before and stuff. Is it is it sort of a way like so you, you can kind of mask your, your presence sort of thing so it's not really you that's getting affected by anything that's thrown at you in any sort of way but it's that character that's copying it sort of thing? Yeah, I suppose that's part of it. Um, yeah, it's like a little bit of distance. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so that helped me kind of um, just get in that mindset of being a singer, I suppose. Because uh, it was like playing a character rather than getting up there as myself. But um, but yeah, as time goes on, I, I feel like I need that kind of shield less, and I can just sort of perform and be myself a bit more. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that that's a good characteristic to have as well. But there, there's such 
it's crazy how much like it, um, in your description it said that uh, Dreamworm started in 2018, so two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, just the amount of lore that you've already got for the the background of the band is crazy. Like you don't see a lot of that nowadays, which is it's a bit of a shame because I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love I love concept albums. I love concept bands. That sort of that aspect of music. There's always there's always a nice like there's history behind it, which makes you more invested in the music. Yeah, I, I always liked um, theme albums too. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I think of sort of Tools albums and um, and like Fear Factory, some of their albums, you know. Um, and, yeah, um, I, I do like having that element to it. Um, but, you know, like it's, it's, I mean, I guess some people just um, have the attitude that the music should just stand for itself, by itself. And so... Yeah. I mean, it, it can, like, you can just listen to the songs on their own. But um, I do like, uh, you know, I try to sort of group the songs into, you know, uh, a common kind of theme, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got, uh, everyone's got their own approach to it, and it, it all comes down to how how it makes you feel at the end of the day as well. Like, it's it's you that's expressing uh, yourself out there. It's it's pretty much exposing yourself in a way you know so i, I totally understand it when you say um that it's that it's nerve-wracking because you are putting you know it, it's art like that's just what it is it's it's something very personal to you well, particularly when you're singing i find like i i got to the point where i was you know i was fairly confident getting on stage and playing you know guitar or bass or something but um but yeah when you when you're singing you you sort of it's uh it's yeah it's a pretty vulnerable because it's you it's like um you know and it's not it's not uh yeah it's 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 you're really putting yourself out there you know but yeah it, exactly i think uh, i i think uh with with all the the spotlight that that gets put on to a to a vocalist or the the, the front man or woman um there's there's a lot of pressure that gets put on you too to be to be good and if you're not good then like it's pretty hard for the band to get further and in, in the scene and then progress to be where they want to be. So you've got to have a pretty, pretty, well, I wouldn't say you have to have that confidence about you, but it, it really does go a long way. Um, especially for the, for how you represent what you want to put it out as well. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, I, f I feel a bit more confident now than, uh, with my singing than I did when I, when I started, um, with Dreamworm even. Because, I mean, I'd done sort of bits of singing lessons over the years, but then I, I sort of got a bit more serious about my singing practice and really I got a bit more um, structured with my, my practice. Um, like, because I'd always sit down and, and grind on guitar, but I wasn't quite as disciplined with singing practice. I just sort of do a bit of singing here and there. But yeah. you've, you've, just got, you've got to knuckle down and do scales every day. Like, you know, it's the only way you actually get to be uh, <laughs> any good as a singer. Oh. So Chloe... Helped me even that. playing guitar as well like fuck i'm so slack with doing scales and shit like i haven't picked up my guitar in so long it's so frustrating i just <laughs> it's but it's bad when yeah when you get distracted like that yeah but sorry go on you were saying something about chloe oh yeah well i was saying yeah for me i was i was a, a bit more disciplined with guitar i mean i wouldn't say i'm the the greatest player in the world but I, I you know it's um it's something i've been doing for a lot longer than singing 
Um, but yeah, when I met Chloe, I mean, Chloe um, was, has been singing a lot longer than I have and actually taught um, singing professionally for a few years. So she's, she's oh, really right. given me a, a few pointers on my, uh, my vocals. So I think they, they're, they're slowly improving. Oh, that's, oh, that's what matters, though. So um, speaking of Chloe, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you guys uh, both play in a, a band together as well called Harsh Mellow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so all right, we've we've learnt a little bit about Deathworm. We'll we'll jump back and forth, obviously, because we got uh, we got as much time in the world as you want. We can talk about whatever, but I will get the the base uh, the first two out of the way. So, Dreamworm done. Uh, Harshmallow, what what started that? Uh, well, I suppose what started it is that we um, we started dating and we're both musicians, so um, I suppose some sort of collaboration was a bit inevitable. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it, it would be, I think you'd be looked at with a with a funny eye if there was like, what? You guys aren't doing something together, like musically? What's happening? Yeah, totally. Um, and we're both fans of heavy music. Um, Tom's a bit probably on the the heavier side than I am, but I'm I'm a pretty big uh, prog fan. Okay. So yeah. Kind of. Uh, we kind of connected over that as well. Um, and yeah, you know, for a while we didn't uh, we hadn't written any songs together, and then one night we did start, and then they just started kind of pouring out after that. Okay, so tell us uh, more about Harshmallow. What's the concept? Yeah, so the concept with Harshmallow is um, is kind of in the name. So we're looking a little bit to be that kind of heavier inspired, although we're using acoustic instruments. Um, we both have that love of heavy music, so there's a lot of that inspiration in there. Um, so we're going for, you know, aspects of that kind of harsher music. Um, but then with, with the mellow, mellow instruments. yeah, well, A, we're using acoustic instruments at the moment. Um, so that's kind of a mellow aspect. And then, uh, more recently, I don't know if you've seen, but we've also started writing some comedy songs and I reckon that applies probably in the mellow half. <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance to get a, to have a listen to that, but, um, I'm definitely going to give that a crack now knowing um, I do love a bit of comedy music. It, it's you don't see a lot of that coming around as well. Like it's it's not as common. Yeah, well, particularly in metal, I feel like a yes. lot of metal bands. No, no, not at all. The only one that I, the only person I can think of off the top of my head. Well, there's Steve Hughes, but he's not so much uh, comedy mu- uh, music or anything like that. But he used to play in a lot of death metal bands and black metal bands um then there's uh who was it uh bill is it bill not bill burr the the um bill bailey yeah bill bailey that's the one yeah he he does a few like he's a he's you can tell he's like he likes metal uh in some aspects it might not be his his jam but you know some of the songs that he's i can't remember what ones he's done but he's done some bangers yeah he has he's an amazing musician um and it really comes out in his comedy yeah Um, I'm also a pretty big fan of a band called Twelve Foot Ninja. Um, oh yeah, who uh, who have some pretty hilarious film clips. They're an incredible band musically, but they also have amazing, uh, hilarious um, film clips. And I was actually getting singing lessons of Kin from Twelve Foot Ninja for a while. Oh but, shit! I haven't really listened to too much of their music, but I do know who they are. I just and yeah, like, do they wear like bright, colourful shit or something? 
And they wear ninja outfits. Oh, okay. Right. So they, they, they go by their theme. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly enough, they're not uh, – they don't – I mean, I think being called 12-foot ninja, they're not 12 feet tall, though, so so uh, it's a bit of a lie. Yeah. They're only <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> Is it all of them combined? Is that how it works or oh, – maybe. No, the, the, well, that was – I think that he came up with uh, – Stevic came up with um, – a concept um, when they that band first launched with like you know there was a whole story on their website about this ninja that discovers this some magical secret and grows to be twelve foot tall or something. But um, <laughs> the other band I've just discovered recently is called um, Lords of the Trident, um, right. and they're from, they're from the states and um, they're like power metal, but they're they're sort of really funny. They're definitely a bit tongue in cheek and uh, taking the piss a little bit. Um, they've got a, a, a metal Beyonce cover. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's sick. Um, but uh, Ty, uh, I connected with him, and he actually um, gave me quite a bit of help, the singer from Ty, his name is, but, uh, a.k.a. Fang von Rathenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, but he actually was a legend and gave me uh, heaps of help setting up our Patreon. Like, he was just offering this offer to any bands that had been affected by the corona, which we were. We had our our launch, um, what was going to be our sort of launch gig for this, our first gig for this band. Um, we had that cancelled. That was uh, supposed to be uh, uh, the end of this week, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was uh, March, that one, end of March. Oh, uh, right, okay. We were really just a couple of weeks late before those um, restrictions started coming in. Yeah. Well, weren't, weren't um, you supposed to have a show this week, though? Uh, well, there was a few things we had planned. It was at the Evelyn or something. That's where when I was um, reading up about you, I thought there was sort of a, a show that was supposed to be played then. So I was one, curious to ask, like, is that one that one can't couldn't be going ahead? Would it? No, no. Um, Grimworm did play at the Evelyn last year. Oh, okay. That might that could have been the one I saw as well because it was around the twenty fifth of May, I think. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. It might have said uh, might have had last year's dates on it. Yeah, not sure about that. Oh but, um, okay, yeah, that might have been. Yeah, no, that fair enough. So I'm I, I'm just I'm just cuckoo. Uh, um, right. So no, it's all good. But still, um, you you've had you've had shows like yeah, again, holy shit, like this whole coronavirus thing as well, because you guys are down in Melbourne and it was pretty hectic down there. So how's everything been with that? Oh yeah. Well, um, I feel like you know we sort of just you sort of just have to wrap your head around it, and um, yeah, like I'm sure it's been pretty tough on a lot of people, but um, in a way, like we got accepted for this uh, the Nice program, which um. If anyone doesn't know, it's it's um, any musicians out there. I highly recommend looking into the Nice program because it's um, it's basically like a government incentive to start your own business, and you do like a um, a course which teaches you accounting and marketing and stuff, mm-hmm. and then we, and then we get a bit of a um, an income that sort of you know to help you sort of uh, launch. So when we started Harshmallow, we got accepted into that, um, and. It means tested. So if we start making tons of money out of Harshmallow, then we won't get the money off the government anymore. Right, but, uh, right. But, you know, at, at this stage, we're just making a little bit of money off the Patreon. 
But um, it has helped in terms of um, just giving us a bit of a framework um, and, you know, in terms of um, setting things up for what we're going to do in future. Um, but so that was sort of good timing. But it, in terms of Corona, having all the gigs cancelled and that, because we were planning on, you know, booking a lot of shows as an acoustic duo sort of initially. And then, but then uh, we always planned to sort of grow Hushmallow into a, a full band eventually with drums and bass as well. Okay, right. So how do you make heavy acoustic? <laughs> um, well, I think... Um, we write... Uh, we write... <laughs> I think like a lot of, a lot of like metal songs, if you take away the... Um, the sort of distortion and, and like heavy drums and bass and all that. I feel like if a song's a good song, you should be able to play it on an acoustic and it still sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like um, a lot of, uh, I'm a big fan of Nirvana, you know, and um, you can play, like even their sort of heavy songs, you play them on an acoustic and they're still good songs. Oh, yeah, you can still play, yeah, most of their stuff on acoustic if you wanted to. Yeah, so doesn't I mean, apply to frog so much, does it? Uh, possibly <laughs> not. It might not sound as good, but you could try. But yeah, like the you know the like I agree in in that like the essence of the song, you know, hopefully you can capture it on an acoustic guitar and voice. I am a big sucker for uh, like the orchestral sound when you like and and piano and stuff like that as well. Like when I get. When I get sad and I have my feels and stuff, I like to go with that more, that softer, like, no, I wouldn't say depressive side. I mean, yes, but, um, like, just to kind of, it almost kind of resets myself after I listen to that, to that sometimes. I don't know how, but, you know, the brain's weird. But I do, I, I am a sucker for that if sort of thing. Um, if you're interested, I'm a music therapist and... Uh, the way that works is that, it, yeah, if you listen to sad music that kind of matches how you're feeling, it creates the same hormone as having a good cry. So yeah. you actually get that kind of catharsis from that experience. Yeah, no shit. Well, Not cry necessarily. Although no, can... no, that, that, that makes total sense as well because, like, sorry. Oh, no, you're right. I was just saying the cry is optional. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, like I've been pretty open about it um, through my uh, podcasts uh, and my uh, with my guests and stuff like that as well. Like um, I, I have been I, I'm, I have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety and stuff, and I take medication for it and stuff. And I think one of the side effects as well that I do get from taking it is that the feeling of being able to cry is is much harder. You know, like. <laughs> It, it, it's 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 not so much um, that I can't or I don't feel feel sad or anything like that because I still do. Um, it just helps um, level it out. Uh, but just it, it's so much hard. Like while taking this is as good as it is. Like it's so much harder to cry. <laughs> it's so weird. And sometimes like I I just think to myself, you know, like I could I could go for one right now. But I yes. just, uh, I, I don't feel it sort of thing. And then I'll listen to the sad music um, and then it'll, uh, I'll have that sort of feeling and then I'll start listening to the heavier shit that I usually listen to most of the time to psych me up sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's such a wild transition I go through. Like I have a really 
diverse. Like when I when you hear about um, people say like, oh, I listen to everything. Like I do generally try to listen to everything. I'm not one of those sellouts. Like I go from Sinatra to Cannibal Corpse sort of thing. Like, I, you know. They're great, both of them. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like uh, I, I feel like I'm this, uh, I, I like to transition between – because there's so much music out there, right, like in, in different forms and genres. There's so much to explore. So why would you limit yourself to just one? Yeah. Well, I think, like, I wanted to say, you know, good on you for sort of being open about about that because I think the more we're open about it, the less of a stigma there is, uh, you know. And Yeah, like, there's – it's – well, see, for me, like, I've, I've, again, as well, like, I, I, see a, I see a therapist as well, like, I see a shrink, like, but I, that was probably one of the best things I've, I've done. Like, I've been seeing him for over five years now. And I think I would be in a completely different place if I didn't have, like, if I didn't go see him, you know, like, it, I, and you've got it. Yeah. Like you said, you've got to talk about it. Like it, it is, it, if people don't, like, they feel like it's still, you know, taboo when it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really common. A lot of people have it, like, especially anxiety. Like, I don't know, don't call, don't quote me, like, fake news shit here, but, like, it's, like, what, one in four or one in five people probably experience anxiety or have it? Uh, yeah. I think, you know, throughout something points like in that. their life, I think that's the statistic for that one. Yeah, not, not- yeah, like, one in three or something have experienced it throughout their life. Like, that's that's pretty insane. It's a, it's a huge amount, and we really don't talk about it enough. Yeah, like, mental health in general, uh, like, I think some people sort of, you know, keep think they should keep it to themselves or they, you know, um, but I, I, um, I had, uh, I got diagnosed last year with ADHD. Um, oh, right. that, and that like, I've, I'd never got diagnosed as a kid, but, um, a friend of mine, you know, was telling him about things like I'm always, uh, forgetting stuff like leaving my wallet or my phone places and whatever. Um, and he's like, have you ever been testing for ADHD? Um, and uh, I was like, no, and I ended up getting getting tested and getting um, medication for that as well. And it sort of explained a bunch of things. Like it gave me like there's a lot of stuff that's really common to people with ADHD that I've experienced. Like um, one is getting lots of speeding fines. Um, quitting jobs sort of impulsively and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, right. And all this stuff. So it's it's good to know. And I just did a little Facebook post about it, but I had a bunch of people um, like message me and say, oh, you know, I have it too and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or, um, oh, I think I might have it. Like how do you get tested and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's just good to talk about these things, you know, and we all have our struggles in one way or another. Yeah, I like I like to think of it as as like it's it's 2020. Like we are we're pretty far along. We're 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 in a we're in a generation right now where we sh- we're we're pretty open about a lot of things. Why why can't we and why can't we be more open about you know our headspace? You know, like I mean, a lot of people are like you can you can see the change. Like a lot more people are. Um, uh, uh, coming out of their shells per se to to express how they're feeling and stuff, and you know, so people kind of get a grasp on on how they're feeling. Um, it, it's 
it's still like there's still a lot of work to do you know uh, like you notice it more in the music scene as well maybe like i feel like yeah people who are into music are probably um well it's you know it's a, a wide range of people but people that play music you know it's sort of creative and um i don't know if you can make too many generalizations but i think um you know like the, the good thing about it is you can sort of channel all the all the uh, challenges into the music and stuff. So it's a way to express a lot of the, those feelings, whatever they be, I suppose. That's absolutely yeah. it. And um, as artists, um, we get to have that freedom of expression and creation. And, uh, and then you go in to look in other areas, say, for example, the military, where you can get not overtly, but definitely covertly kind of penalised for um, seeking sort of mental help in any way, uh, you know, that you have to put up that um, that kind of barrier and, and pretend that you're strong and okay. And so, and as artists, we, we don't necessarily have to do that. Um, and, and in fact, the people uh, appear to connect to our authenticity. And so the more authentic and the more real we can be, more relatable we are and uh and that's what people go for music for yeah they want something that they're that they're going to see that you know the people that are playing it actually enjoy it as well and you know saying saying about the military um if i wanted to uh, uh, apply for it now since i've been diagnosed with depression i wouldn't get in uh, pure and simple that's it you know (laughs) in that and gotten in but like what's the benefit you know <laughs> so yeah. what are we what are we trying to tell people here oh yeah like well don't join the military <laughs> <laughs> true story play music instead <laughs> yeah. yeah no i think you get a little more enjoyment out of playing music than uh you know the latter i won't go into detail about that shit um you know so it i think I think we're getting better with uh, definitely coming out of our shells to talk more about it too. But like when you go into the more like, you know, I guess heavier side of things, um, you know, talking about like the, the depressive episodes and how you're feeling and, and stuff like that. Some people, it can still make people uncomfortable, but you know, like it, it it's, it's getting like, it's getting better because people are, re- you know, there's, they're understanding that it's not genuinely how they're feeling, you know, most of the time. It's just, it's, this imbalance in their head that's telling you uh, these things that aren't really, you know, true. Like I get, I get doubts all the time about, you know, um, you know, whether or not I've done things the right way. I question myself, that sort of stuff, you know, like you just got to, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to push through it. But you're always constantly um, going back and forth in your head, you know, and music is so good at helping to alleviate that because, you know, with the whole going back and forth, like if you want to get the song 100%, that's what you do, right? You go back and forth and go over it and make sure that it's, you know, 100% before you want to get it recorded or play it live. You know, it, it, it's, there's so many, there's so many good coping mechanisms that come out of it, that's for sure. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, depression and anxiety together, they're such a mean trick because, uh, you know, they're both kind of telling you um, these terrible lies in this uh, in this horrid cocktail that can really screw you up. Oh, so- it, 
Yo, Go. look, take it from me, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it's it, it, but like I've got a lot of good people around me as well that uh, I've got, you know, I've got that support there. Um, and you know, you know, uh, I always t- I tell people regularly, go see a shrink. It, it's it's fantastic for your head, man. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, Ed shrink, I fully recommend it. <laughs> you know, if you said that, if you said that back in the fifties or sixties, you'd be frowned at, or you'd be like, you know, oh, they're crazy. Like, it's it's come on, man. Like, we're we're better than that now, you know. So, it, and especially to uh help like to be supportive of that around you and especially you know like i said in the music scene it's it it's got to be it's got to be there you know and if for, for you guys how how when you've had all this craziness um happening around you and the lockdowns uh not being able to go away out and whatnot it, it's de- it's got to have benefited you guys being musicians having to stay together right well, uh, we're, I think we're so lucky in that we live together and we have a band together um, and that we have had the opportunity to keep writing and recording and kind of put our heads down and do some serious work at, during this time. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and lots of people, you know, who are not living with their bands don't have the opportunity um yeah exactly so that that's what i mean like you guys have scored a good (laughs) yeah we have and so we just sort of um just tried to yeah without being able to go out and play gigs we're like all right we'll we'll try recording and recording videos and just put it out put out content online and try and build a following so that when we then when we can play gigs and we're now starting in victoria we've just had um some of the restrictions relaxed so now you can go and visit people at their home so we can go and have a jam with some of our friends and stuff like that oh that's good five people in, in your home and and you can meet up with 10 people for sport and recreation so i'm, I'm going to count um music as recreation um, <laughs> yeah absolutely you could argue that yeah i don't think anyone would uh, come and arrest us <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I think it's as much as I think it's been important to sort of, um, you know, have the lockdown and have social distancing to sort of um, slow down the spread of corona and, like, flatten the curve so the hospitals aren't overwhelmed and all that sort of thing. But I think, um, you know, at some point sooner or later that, you know, it has to be uh, slowly rolled back and people argue about whether the timing's right or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it is important um, to to connect as humans, to connect with one another and to be able to fucking give your friends a hug, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And oh, like, yeah, you're not wrong. eh? yeah. Like, um, it's, it's important. It's, it's hugely important. So, um, so, you know, as long as we do it in a responsible way, um, and you know, I think, uh, it will be, it will be, uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I think, I think, yeah, like it's got to be a methodical approach. You can't just reopen everything because otherwise you're just gonna you're just gonna spike again. That's that's the biggest concern. So you gotta you gotta you gotta think you gotta play it safe. You know, like it, and yeah. just take your time with it. Like, it, the, like I'm so glad we're not living in America or something like that right now as well because that. That would be crazy. You can imagine the bands over there that are trying to play shows and stuff, trying to deal with this sort of shit. 
Yeah, oh, no, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, it looks like they're going to be, you know, one of the worst affected countries. By they, COVID. they, they are the worst affected country already. The, the, yeah, by a huge margin, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, but so we're relatively lucky here. But you know, I mean, Chloe's from New Zealand, and it's been interesting, sort of observing like New Zealand's pretty much led the world in they they locked down early and hard and now they've kind of virtually they have eliminated, eliminated they COVID. haven't had any new cases in the last week so now they can really around. open everything up and uh you know go or, or almost uh they're still going to do it in stages but yeah, it's a lot well, safer they, yeah. for them because they've virtually eliminated COVID. you know yeah i i the last thing i read was that the, she was um she wasn't saying it was going to happen but she was they were like suggesting or wanting to know what people thought of maybe perhaps doing a four-day week or something i did see that yeah yeah like uh, like and like a slow like a slow transition like you don't you're not out as much sort of thing and you get four at least four days to you know and three days off how good's that shit yeah, yeah well, they're um they're trying to encourage domestic tourism they want people to take those three-day weekends and and go for drives and spend money and, yeah, um, to get that uh, that economy flowing back again, you know, people spending and, and, and getting the money coming in and out, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really clever, um, and, I, and I hope it I hope it pans out. Well, I think in a lot of ways, New Zealand's government's a lot more progressive than Australia's. You know, oh, uh, yeah, don't even get me started on that. That's bad. <laughs> um, it, I've been my lockdown's been pretty i've been pretty fortunate where i've been able to uh continue to work because i work in a warehouse which is just uh myself and three other people and okay. we put in place um restrictions basically for the courier drivers that are supposed to be coming in where they don't get out of their car we load the stuff up and then they keep they go on their journey wow. you know anyone that would get out of the car sort of thing would be like you either you know stay in your car or you fuck off this is just what we've got to do right now to keep us you know because if, if we if we happen to have gotten it and you know courier drivers are going to places here and there so there's always a bit more of a, a, a risk at that so yeah. if, if even one of us had to have a test for it our warehouse would shut down and none of us have work you know so we had we, you have to be um you know cautious about this sort of stuff there's so many people that are just downplaying it you know thinking oh it's not that bad we can go out and do this and that sort of stuff i'm still going to shake your hand i'm still going to do this or that way where, where but it, it it it's just brought out some really shit people and that sucks well i feel like it's um it's brought out the best and the worst in people you know because yeah you, <laughs> you see people's true colors when they're under pressure like do you turn into the one of these people seen on the news like fighting each other over toilet paper or whatever oh or, yeah or do you turn into the sort of person who like helps each other out and stuff and i've seen a lot of that as well like um i'm in this uh this facebook group called the the kindness pandemic and um it's a bit you know um, warm and fuzzy, but it's kind of, it's just kind of nice. It's just like all these stories of, uh, people helping each other out and doing good things for each other while, you know, while under lockdown and stuff like, and helping out like old people in their community and doing shopping for them or whatever, or giving people money who, who have lost their jobs or, you know, just neighbors or whatever. And I'm like, it's really cool. Cause it reminds, to me, it's like most people are like that and most people will kind of help each other out a bit when they can, you know? I, th I think 
uh, I think that's what you need as well in a time like this. You need something to put a smile on your dial because you're already you're in where we're going through something that a lot of people have not gone before. You know, it, it's it's something new to everyone. So yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta find some some joy throughout it all. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna feel pretty crap. <laughs> Yeah, and it's important to sort of um, look for those good news stories because it's our brains are kind of um, wired to to look for threats, you know, to um, to you know that fight or flight thing. Yeah, um, um, and you know, but most of us in modern life don't have like kind of you know lions chasing us or like threats like that. But the news, a lot of the mainstream kind of news, they just uh, you know a lot. Of, it's you know, there's all the disasters and shit happening around the world because people kind of gravitate to that. But yeah. You know, we've got to watch that tendency, you know, because it just, it you gradually feel like it makes you not even trust people because you start to think all people are assholes and they're out to get each other and all that sort of thing. Whereas there's <laughs> good shit happening as well, you know, if you, if you look for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a balance because you, it, you either get sucked into it or then you don't come out or you manage to yeah balance it out and you know try and find some good in it otherwise yeah it's so easy to fall down that trap of just focusing on all the negative and just it it reflects on your personality when you do and there's 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 a lot of there is a lot of bad stuff happening but there is also good stuff too you know and like when you were speaking about like seeing how people are during this as well like Especially bands um, in uh, up around here in Brisbane, they've been doing a lot of uh, live stream sets. Um, what what's it been like down in Melbourne? Yeah, a lot of more people doing that as well. We've done um, a few of them, and uh, we now we started doing one a month for our patrons on Patreon. But uh, okay. but, but we're also um, going to do some more just sort of for everyone. Um, so we actually just ordered a new um a new like microphone just, and stuff yeah. to to do some recording and some live streaming. Yeah, just uh, just uh spent some uh cash on a uh, on a bit of a recording setup that will hopefully help us make some better quality uh content. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm hoping that the uh sound isn't too shit in in my room because like basic uh, i've done like a this is proper diy I, I just laid like a whole bunch of blankets along the ground and cut like threw blankets up as far as wherever i could because i got a, <laughs> i got a bit of an echo in here i'm pretty sure and i've been i was trying to get rid of it so i'm hoping it's not too bad oh uh, well sometimes the the diy can uh can sound pretty decent like there's been some um some pretty good recordings made with kind of home setup so it is doable yeah I, I got told you know like either do it like in a carpeted space or like do it in a cupboard <laughs> so uh, I, I was thinking about doing that but the cupboard in my room is just way too small <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think that would work so yeah it, it is what it is though like again the, these are the times like right you got to try something different yeah yeah that's and, it there's been there's been a lot of different uh like sets and and like you said like you guys are doing uh the patreon releases and stuff like it it especially in different times like this where your main uh connection with the music is an audience and you don't have one how do you do it 
you know so then you've got a you've, it's a whole new uh it's a whole new domain basically like you've got to read you got to like basically relearn how to walk uh yeah well i mean i guess we've done a little bit of that before but definitely this has given us a um a shove into getting a bit more serious about it and starting to invest in a bit more gear to do live streaming and that um but yeah it's it's cool in a way because you're not limited to just people in your local area i mean you can connect with people all around the world so it's it's been good to sort of you know i mean we're talking to you right now in brisbane and melbourne and um yeah exactly I mean, yeah but i, I also you know i did an, um, an interview earlier this week with a guy who's got a podcast in um in the states and oh, uh yeah. awesome yeah you know and um he was cool and 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 like i said the guy from uh, this band laws of the trident he helped us out a lot setting up this patreon gave us some good ideas like the, doing the live streaming thing was was his idea you know the um yeah. live stream just for the patrons sort of thing they do they do a similar thing with their band okay so is is the patreon the only way uh either than the website uh is the patreon the only way that you can listen to your music are you on any other platforms right now no, yeah, we're on we're on social media, so we're on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's Harshmallow Tunes on Instagram. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, and then on Facebook, where uh, you know, if you're searching in the search bar, we're ha- harsh. Uh, we're not Harshmallow. We're um, it's facebookcom slash death pop. That's it. Oh, wild! What's up with that? Cells. Uh, when we had our initial chats about what sort of genre we would describe ourselves as, the uh, the genre of acoustic death pop emerged, and uh, we're <laughs> we're definitely the pioneers in the genre. <laughs> That's great. You've started you've started a whole new thing. Wait and see how many people flock to it once it starts. <laughs> Only Everyone time. claiming they started it. Well, uh, they'll have to fight us for the Facebook slash anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> so that uh, also on soundcloud at Harshmallow music yeah and youtube yes oh right yeah yeah so um nothing nothing on um like itunes or spotify or anything like that you're trying um, to Harshmallow, that thing Harshmallow isn't on those those platforms yet um yeah dreamworm is uh is up on spotify and all those sorts of places but um, Harshmallow, I think we're we're probably gonna do some. Uh, at the moment, the recordings we're done are just sort of with our home setup, so we're really just putting them out on social media. Yeah. But once we'll probably invest some money in some professional recordings later this year, and once we've done them, we'll um, we'll put them up on on all the uh, all those sorts of streaming services and that sort of that stuff. Okay. All right. Um, so we're just sort of making videos and and uh, putting it out on social media mostly and trying to get, get a following there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, taking advantage of um, the situation, I guess, as best as you can. Like, this is the best way to, the best time to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I was talking about it with some friends the other day. Like, we were sort of talking about, yeah, like, there's so many different, uh, different sort of uh, social media sites and apps and websites and all that sort of thing. And the sort of pros and cons are all of them. You know, you got... Twitch and um, and uh, TikTok and all these different things. Oh and, God, yeah. <laughs> and they all got their pros and cons and stuff. And I think at the end of the day, you got to go with what you know and and go with what you enjoy. Because like, um, oh yeah, 
yeah, like it's got to be fun as well. Like that's the whole fucking point of it for me. Otherwise, why are we doing it? May as well go get an office job if it's. <laughs> oh yeah, you wouldn't. What? Yeah, what's the point? You don't want to be a drone. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the worst part. Yeah. So so going back to uh, Dreamworm. So what? How, how did you go about getting the band together in the first place? Oh yeah, well, that's a good question actually because. When I, um, I did the recordings with my old band, I used to play in a rock band called Chained Lizard and uh, they, oh, have, right. they sort of have their own studio. Well, they started out just sort of as a home studio, but they've invested in some pretty decent gear over the years. So by the time I came and recorded with them, they had a, you know, a pretty decent setup and I think they did a pretty good job with those recordings. But So I, then I... Um, so they sort of helped me do the recordings, but I booked... I, I was like, all right, I've done this album... And I did it, um, yeah, booked in a video shoot and stuff. Um, but I was like, I was booked in like a launch party. And when I first actually booked the the venue for the launch party, I thought, well, even if I don't have a band by that point, I'll just, I'll, I'll show the video and it'll be like, you know, a launch there. And it was my birthday as well. So I'll have Chuck a birthday party. We'll Chuck put some bands on and I'll show them the video I made from, from my music. Yeah. But, then, but so at that point, I didn't even have a band, you know, and it was a few months out. And then I just sent some messages around to friends because um, I always thought eventually I'd get a band together with it. Um, I was like, oh, you know, any drummers, you know, any bass players, this and that. And it sort of all came together really last minute. So we, we only like found the drummer, had a few jams, you know, bass player, the guitarist. We had like four rehearsals in the weeks before the show and then we got on stage and did the launch um and those guys killed it like yeah and then, yeah they they're they great musicians you know um and so we did a couple of shows with them and then the um the drummer and bassist uh couldn't do any more other commitments so i had to get I had to find another drummer and bassist and again same sort of thing we had that show booked at the evelyn last year and it was last minute i was sending <laughs> different drummers. Hey man, you're free on this date. Free on this date. A lot of them are like no, no, no. And then eventually um, found another one. So, so it, it sort of um, th- that's how it happened. You know, that's how it came together. But oh, right. I but I haven't actually, um, yeah, got together with those guys for a while. Like I'm still, I'm still been writing material for Dreamworm. I've got tons of songs written, um, and I'm still keeping a presence on social media with Dreamworm. Like I'm just posting some of the old photos and videos that I've got from, um, we've got a few photographers at some of the gigs and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, so I'm still planning to put stuff out, but I'm more focusing on Harshmallow right now um, when doing recordings and stuff for that. But I'm definitely planning to, if later this year or early next year, hopefully, um, you know, put – to record new music and put it out with Dreamworm and um, and you know do more shows when the time comes sort of thing. Right. Okay. So is it? It's just Dreamworm and uh, Harshmallow right now. There's there's no other bands that you're playing with currently. Um, not really. But we we have uh, me and Chloe have both also played on some friends projects. So uh, so we did that um, a few months ago. We were in a um, I've got this mate called Charlie White. That's his uh, his music, and he um, he's a sort of singer songwriter. Okay. Uh, and we were in we were in his video. He did like we did like a it was like a live recording and, and a video 
So, um, so we're doing a, a bit of other stuff here and there, but in terms of bands, yeah, it's that's it at the moment. In terms okay. Of so, what's the what, what's the state of drummers down in Melbourne? Is it hard to get a drummer down there? Uh, drummers are the hardest, in my experience, to find, um, especially metal drummers. Yeah. So it's um, just as bad down there as it is up here, then. Well, it, yeah, it's like it's sort of like. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyone who's half decent is already playing in like three bands already. Um, yeah. I think it's because like drummers, you know, especially rock and metal to rehearse, you've got to hit, you know, to rock and metal to play drums properly. You've got to fucking hit them hard. So it's loud. So yeah. you've got to either have like a rehearsal room. You can't just, if you're going to play at all, you're going to piss off your neighbors, you know, so it's a little bit more tricky. <laughs> and, and like, Electronic drum kits aren't cheap either. Yeah, well, a lot of um, my uh, drummer mates—that's what they—that's what they do. If you live around the city, you know, if, um, especially, you sort of end up having to get a electronic kit, even just a, a basic one, if it's cheap or something. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's interesting. So it's just not—it's not as—it's still the same down there as it is up here. I always ask about that with um with bands or just. Just like uh, wherever you are, so like wherever your demographic is, sort of thing. I always want to know like what the state is to get drummers because I always know it's so fucking hard here. So it must be hard somewhere else, surely. Yeah, you know, but I sort of feel like um, the right people come. Like, yeah, I just tried tried not to um, stress too much about it and just like, um, yeah, it was. I've done that before. Sometimes it's like you you just got to. Um, move ahead with things and and then just um and just like trust that it's going to work out yeah if you keep if you hyper focus on it sort of thing like you put too much pressure on yourself yeah it's like uh you know it's like yeah i've had you know i've had uh friends who've been in that position they're like oh you know i've got to wait i've got to have this person i've got to have this you know uh, a eight-piece band before my um you know my songs can be played the way I, the way I want them. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a bit with Dreamworm. I feel like it, you know, to do the live stuff, I, I want like a, you know, drums and bass. But I'm also um, like on the recordings. Some of them we did. We end up just being, you know, me um, playing guitar and singing. And on the early recordings, I played bass. But on some of them, we just programmed in the bass, just because. A, it's easier, and B, it was sort of the vibe I was going for with it because it's sort of um, I'm really into a lot of um, electronic music as well as heavy music. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we created that sort of um, that sound with it, like the with some effects and synths and um, different sounds. It's sort of it's got a bit of industrial kind of metal um, influence, you know. Was Static X a, uh, a big influence on you? Mate, I love Static X. They were one of my favourite bands growing up. <laughs> Called it. I reckon I listened to Wisconsin Death Trip um, uh, more than any other album at some, at one point. That that look. To be fair, that was a pretty good fucking album. I you know like I you know I, I missed him when you know when they uh, they came with um, and the guy uh, what band's he from that he was filling in on vocals obviously. Oh, I can't remember who. Yeah, like when uh, Wayne passed away. Yeah, they had the uh, mass singer or whatever it was come and do a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I was skewing. I missed it because that would have been amazing. Oh hell yeah! Like I think 
So that was that Wisconsin. That was two thousand one. Was it? I, I I think it was around that. Yeah, because around that same time, um, well, around that same era, I should say. I wasn't. I was older when I got into them. But Chimera. What about Chimera? Oh yeah, yeah, I like them. And um, yeah, definitely Fear Factory for me was a big influence as well. Like those albums, I listened to yeah over and over. Oh yeah. Did you ever um get into like Dino's other projects and stuff like that, like Divine Heresy or anything? Oh, I don't I don't know if I uh heard Divine Heresy, but um he was in Bruharia, wasn't he? That Yeah, was... yeah, he yeah, he was also in a uh another band called Assassino. I think that's how you pre- uh, pronounce it. It's like this Mexican um like brutal death metal sort of thing, like it's insane. Yeah, right. Yeah, I um I saw him uh last time they came here they were they played at the the prince of wales down here and um that was a great show a few years back oh hell yeah that would have been sick yeah i've seen them a couple of times actually festivals back in the day and stuff yeah right there's not what like what festivals would be going right now if we didn't have coronavirus wrecking everything like there's not that many there's not as many festivals around anymore are there well, um, I went to Unify for the first time this year, <clears throat> and oh, that, yeah. that was awesome. Like, that's a lot of punk and hardcore, um, and I, I love a lot of that music, especially, like, metalcore and deathcore, that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm a, su- I'm a sucker for the deathcore stuff. Yeah, and that, that festival was great. Like, it was such a good vibe. Um, uh, you know, Download was, was awesome as well. But, um oh, right. You know, but um, I'm not sure when it'll be back. Um, hopefully, Unify will go ahead next year. Um, I was I was keeping an eye on the page because, yeah, like um, that 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 was a that was a great festival, Unify. Yeah, because that it's it's a it's a camping one, isn't it? Over a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. They had terrible weather. They had um, torrential rain like the first day. And oh, it sort of flooded all the stages so that it got delayed like by half a day. Yeah, you know? Then they had to drain everything out and like use these huge fan blowers to like dry all the equipment off so it's not going to electrical cut out, you know. Yeah. Um, they got it sorted and all, all the bands still played, you know. They managed to shuffle the lineup and get every band still to play. So they did an amazing job. Yeah, right. It'd be good. It'd be good to see them come around again. But there's so there's so much red tape coming around festivals nowadays. That's why they get they're all getting killed at the moment. Uh yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, I, I go to a lot of doofs as well, a lot of um, electronic music festivals. Yeah. Definitely, they got targeted by, um, especially um, in New South Wales, but also in Victoria too. By, um, you know, they. Uh, by the government, you know. Oh, it's shocking in Sydney. Yeah, sorry, New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that kind of sucks because I, I love those festivals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think I ever went and got around to going to any of them. To be honest, I think the one I went to that was maybe closest that had a couple was Park Life. Maybe I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, I, go, I went to lots of doofs over the last few years, like Rainbow Serpent and all those sorts of things. And, um, yeah, they're, they're a time. 
Yeah, see that that's that, that's hasn't been my. Oh, hey, I'm not against it. Obviously, it's just never been something that I've actually gone to yet. So I can't really, I can't speak for it too much. So I'm I'm going on your opinion. So if it's good, I'll go check it out sometime. Oh yeah, man. Well, I didn't go for years. You know, I was sort of more into the live music scene and around Melbourne and that. But yeah. Yeah, um, it's like last three or four years i really got hardcore into into going to bushdorfs and went to tons of them you know i went um you know i was going like every other weekend um <laughs> yeah so like but uh, yeah uh, coming back to what you were saying before about you know listening to lots of different music i've always listened to to a lot of different styles of music and i think that's for me that's um I try and incorporate as many of those different influences as I can in my own music, you know. Yeah. I, I sometimes find it hard because I do listen to a lot of different variations of stuff and I do, um, like, just the different genres. So when I try and sit down and write it and stuff, I always feel like I'm writing something that's too similar to another band sort of thing. Do you ever get that? Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, everything's been done, so it's impossible to come up with anything completely um, original. But yeah, oh, yeah. right, like you, 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 you are trying to be original, obviously. But there are so many, so many bands and, and so much music out there that it's hard not to think that you're trying like something that you write is like, oh shit, it might sound like something else. Yeah, I mean, there's only there's only you know uh, what is it, twelve different notes in music, so so yeah. it's just <laughs> different combinations of those. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like it's something I'm aware of is, yeah, trying to write, um, not write stuff that's been done before and not write stuff that's similar to stuff I've done before. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, at the end of the day, you just got to go with what you feel, I reckon. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so Chloe, what, uh, we'll go, we'll go swing your way a little bit. So what got you into music what where, where did it start for you um yeah um birth pre-birth <laughs> did you yeah. did you have uh, the speakers put to the belly were you were you already listening to stuff beforehand one better my um my mum's an opera singer so I was being sung to from conception <laughs> through, <laughs> through moving out of home so um yeah I've had a, <laughs> a lot of music in my earlier years um, from mum and then uh, dad's also a big music fan. So we just had a really um, musical household. There was always music playing. Yeah, right. So what 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 was the, the main one? Was it just always opera, opera style music that you would hear or was there heap, like heaps of variation? Yeah, lots of variation. So... Um, Mum, mum sings opera, but she um, she loves all sorts of music, and uh, and my dad's a pretty big prog fan, which is where I picked that up from. Uh, and my brother kind of started off on the heavier side a little bit, which I also um, got attracted to. Uh, so yes, all sorts, all sorts of music in my house growing up. Um, all a kind of classic prog, like the Yes and the Genesis, and then moving into the pop side a little bit, like the Peter Gabriel, and then the uh, the good nineties shit, like the Alanis and the Paul Nicole. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, a lot of variation. Yeah, no, that's that's very much uh, a wide a wide state for sure. 
Um, <laughs> I was I was thinking to I, I don't know why I was thinking. Would, did your mum ever listen to Roy Orbison? Not growing up, no. Um, I've uh, I've heard more of him as an adult. Yeah, right. Because I know that that was that was my mum's favourite one. Like Roy like, Orbison's one. Of, yeah. Very Yeah, yeah. And to um, no, I forgot it. My <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you've had you've had a lot of like the the older older stuff to, to to begin with, and then it went into the more like newer generation. So, how much how much did that have an effect on where you got to now? Um, well, it's had a it's had a huge effect. Both of those things. So, uh, the music I really love is kind of the heavier prog metal sort of jam and then the music I'm trained in is classical um, and I've got a lot of experience kind of playing classical music in um, various orchestras and um, you know doing classical singing and um, then did a bit of musical theatre for a while um, and then before uh, before Harshmeller I had a, uh, a comedy band called the Singing Feminazis and we did feminist comedy music <laughs> hell yeah uh and then for for that we drew from all sorts of different genres to kind of make fun of them a little bit as well um so yeah i mean both of those things have been hugely influential in the way i play so i'm taking this kind of classical style training and uh i suppose trying to create the music that I love in my own way with what I have, which is, you know, what I have as a little girl voice. But, um, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you don't want it to be. No, no, absolutely not. You can you, you can make music in any sort of capacity, really, if you can put a beat to it. Like, it doesn't really – well, I mean, obviously there's the, the satire side of things and, and making, you know, funny songs sort of thing and whatnot. But, like, naturally, like, if you want to make a song – you can go and do it just by, you know, getting that beat going sort of thing. Um, it, it's the, the thing is like, that's, you know, that's the instrument I've got in my body and I can't do anything about that. So I may as well just uh, do what I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is there other, other than um, your voice, uh, with you, do you, you I, I can't remember if I asked or not, like, do you use any, any other um, instruments uh, like through Harsh Mellow and uh, and um, in in the past, like have any other bands and stuff that you've played? Has it just been your voice, or have you used other instruments? Uh, no, a few different ones. So um, I've also probably got more experience playing violin. Um, oh, far out. Use that quite a lot in Harsh Mellow. It's a pretty uh, pretty handy instrument to have. And uh, I also play guitar. I'm not not quite up to Tom's standard, but um, we're working on it. <laughs> and uh, and now and then I pull out um, one of my favourites, which is the Omnichord. It's a uh... oh yes, do tell. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you can check it out on our on our Facebook page on a on a COVID themed video we did recently called Sexual we can, Distancing. We can give you a little sample of it now if you want. I uh, just have to plug it in. Yeah, so. just you plug it in. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I'll tell you about it while I'm getting it out. It's a, um, it's a, it's a tiny little portable synth from the eighties. Oh, right. Right. What can go wrong? Yeah. Um, and, uh, it looks, I don't know what sort of like a teardrop sort of shape. 
Um, and, okay. Uh, I don't know and it's it basically, it's in there, it's plugged in. Yeah, it's, um, so it gives this real cheesy, like, Casio keyboard sound, which is perfect for, uh, for comedy songs. All right. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. I'm, I've just, uh, I'm doing the old uh, Google images at the moment. I'm having a look-see at uh, what, it, what it is now. What a contraption. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, bit, it's a bit of an interesting one. That's 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 outrageous. That that's definitely. What'd you say? Eighties? Yeah, for sure. So I I first uh, saw that Omnicord Chloe was playing it in with the singing feminazis in a song, and then uh, we ended up doing a song, a harsh mellow song with it. So yeah, do you want to give you? Yeah, I'll give you a bit of a taste. We'll uh, we'll go Let's to the. Go. Let's see how it goes. Rhythm. That's my favorite. And uh, volume. All right, so this is what we sound like. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's like your own Tetris theme. Yeah, it's a bit Tetrisly, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little. Yeah, that's so good. It's pretty fun, and yeah, like Tom said, it's pretty perfect for comedy. It's it's perfectly suited for comedy. And and so easy to have a beat set up for you, ready to go as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And you're limited a bit in your chords, but if you have your songs in the right key, uh, you can do almost whatever you want. So it's pretty good. Oh, that's so cool. I'm definitely going to have to try that out sometime. I recommend it. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Oh, that's cool. Right, so it's it's definitely um, – I'm getting a, an idea on the on what sort of instruments you use for, for Harsh Mellow. Is it um, is it purely because of that, that background that you had that you wanted to lean towards more of that uh, sound? It's um it's a little bit of that and a little bit of kind of working with the resources that we have um, because there's two of us, um, you know, we both sing, we both play guitar and Tom plays bass very well and I play violin relatively well. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's quite a good range of stuff and uh, I suppose it kind of felt like a bit of a shame to not use it and, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're doing these recordings just with the two of us, but we're also, you know, putting a bit of percussion on there and stuff. But um, a lot of it's you can recreate a lot of um, sounds of a lot of different instruments digitally, and um, it, it can often be hard to tell that it's if it's not actually recorded. You know, some there's there's some amazing um, you can get lots of really good samples online, um, but like I guess like I want, I always want like some of it to be with, with me, me, my process of making music. I, I, I don't, I've never um, got too into pure, pure sort of um, <clears throat> making just pure electronic music. Mm-hmm. I've, I want some of it to have that organic kind of um, feel of actual, actual instruments being played. Right. Just, yeah. I, I get what you mean. So, yeah, it's like, it's like using the technology, but using, also using our, uh, and sometimes it's easier to just play something yourself. 
like we were looking for a drum loop on this new song and we couldn't quite find anything that was quite that quite fitted the song so i ended up getting this little mini cajon that all these guys just like a little box and just like tapping out a beat on that and that ended up being what we used on the recording you know so it's just like just kind of um use whatever you can to kind of try and get the sounds in your head out onto the recording i suppose yeah improvise adapt overcome that's for sure totally especially in the time of covid when you can't get the people that you want on the track yeah oh, yeah shit like so have you thought about like trying like the zoom recordings or anything like that to use for a song sample maybe uh i've got some mates that have done that but um with Harshmallow, we're mainly doing most of it ourselves okay but, but yeah with um when i did some of the songs with dreamworm uh, the early stuff I did with my old band, but um, some of the newer songs I just worked with this this guy, um, this friend of mine, Mike, who's a really good producer, and um, he sort of programmed in the drums for that and the keyboards, and I just played the guitar and sang. Okay. Um, he was he was really able to. I was sort of described and gave him some reference tra- sort of sounds, and he was able to get pretty close to, you know, what I was what I was describing, you know. So. Um, yeah, it's the, the. I suppose we're both still um, our work in progress of our uh, production skills of um, like being able to get to that level. But in the meantime, we're just sort of playing the instruments that we we know how to play. <laughs> but that, but that's also a really good benefit, though, the fact that you have that gear to do it. Like you have the time to be able to practice on it and get better. Like it's it that sort of stuff isn't. It's hard to come by as well, especially someone. Uh, to be able to give you uh, like tips and tricks and whatnot to work it out too. Yeah, well, it's um, it's worked pretty good with Harshmallow. Like I say, we we um, we started out, you know, just thinking of, we'll do some shows as an acoustic duo, but um, it's kind of evolving from there a bit. But it's cool in a way with um, you know, me playing guitar, and I used to teach guitar, and and Chloe, you know, used to teach vocals. So we both, she's given me some singing tips and I'm giving her some guitar tips. So we're both kind of uh, helping each other uh, with, with that stuff as well. I think that's definitely something you've got to definitely got to focus on in times like this as well, because again, like you're in with, with such isolation that we're not used to having um, to be able to uh, come out of your shell while being in isolation sort of thing is it's something that definitely benefits your your head that's for sure yeah well i wanted to um you know use i suppose use the time to um you know keep working on my music and just keep keep getting better with it um yeah it's like um in a way it's sort of in a weird way it has it's been good for that you know once it was sort of sucked for me. It sucked a bit at first, but I just you just kind of get used to it. It's the new normal. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that, that that's absolutely right. I was going to say, was has it been hard on some days to motivate yourself? Um, yeah, well, there's always ups and downs, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's sort of um, around the time like last year when I launched Dreamworm, I was um, I sort of got on a bit of a roll, and I was you know um, booking these shows and. You know, you know, practicing every day, and I was working as well, and I was, um, you know, um, get, you know, just sort of got on a bit of a roll with it, and yeah. uh, and I suppose, um, yeah, now I'm sort of I'm 
I had a few sort of health issues and then we had the whole thing come through with COVID. Um, so I suppose now I'm sort of rebuilding up to that momentum, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So some days I have really good, good days and like really practice really hard and we get some stuff done. Um, but, and you know, and some days not so much, but I think, I think we just try and, um, try and recognize the, the good things like, I always beat myself up for not doing enough. Like I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, wanted to do this, this, and this, and then we did two of them. But it's it's sort of like you've got to give yourself a break, you know, for me. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like if sometimes you can just feel like you've you've not done anything when, you know, you've just got to give yourself a bit of a break. Um, it's just sometimes you're a bit too harsh on yourself, you know. You, you, you're always too critical of yourself before you, you think what you've actually done. You feel like you could do more, but yeah, you've always that. That's the thing. You're thinking what you didn't do of what you've already done. Well, most people are always their own worst critics. Like unless you're uh, someone like Donald Trump, who just thinks he's amazing. You know, <laughs> it's such a whirlwind. Eh? Like he just thinks he's he, he he's not wrong. He can't be wrong. He just can't be wrong. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely his own biggest fan. <laughs> Every everything he says is just pure gold. Like he think like I mean that's that's business businessman one oh one. Like that's how that's what you gotta do. If you don't believe in your own product, then why are you even in your own business sort of thing? But it's just if that's what you get for for electing a celebrity businessman, you know what I mean? Like uh What do you get for having just cultivating a broken political system over decades? But all, <laughs> you, but all you, still blows up in your face. But all you got to do is laugh, really, because that's uh, it, it is. It's just more and more, more like a uh, like some kind of satire. You know, you can't believe that it's actually real. The shit that he says, like, like yeah, like some days I wake up and I see something that's posted or, or that he said, and I think, are we are we seriously in like uh, are we in a uh, are we in a different world right now? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yes, the uh, the real news headlines are far too close to the Onion headlines. <laughs> so, Aren't yeah. they? Like, holy shit. Some, I, sometimes I've actually mixed up satire. Like, the other day I mixed I can't remember what it's called, but I mixed up a satire um, article with a real one. I was yeah, like, what the fuck? Plausible. plausible. <laughs> yeah. And and it was and of course it's not hard to guess it was a Trump one but like you know like and that's the thing like everything that he's doing right now is it's it's insane so it I guess like if you look too much into it like it's really frustrating but like on the surface like it's it's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, watching him, you know, because it is he's he's pretty uh, pretty entertaining. It is, yeah. And you just, you know, like my brother and his and his missus live over in New York at the moment, but they're okay. They're all good. They've been held up in their apartment sort of thing and, like, been keeping keeping their heads down and stuff. But, you know, like, that that was the only reason why I, um, why I even looked into, like, that sort of stuff, like Trump and all that bullshit. It was just, just because I wanted to know that he was going to be all right and all that sort of stuff as well um but yeah like that that's been a big distraction for me like throughout all this craziness is just watching so i i was watching some of those like um media conferences that he was doing or whatever and oh my god it was just it was such a trip mm. it, it, it it was it, oh just when he suggested like to drink bleach or whatever it was holy shit that was funny 
Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. But I, I like how um, you know he he said one minute he was saying sort of oh yeah, COVID's it's not that serious, and we'll probably have it under control pretty soon. And then uh, you know yeah, it's you know it's just a flu. Um, <laughs> and then the next day he said, oh yeah, I was saying it was a pandemic long before other people. Yeah. Were saying- <laughs> Like, does he have dementia? Holy fuck! I actually think he does. I think he's starting to starting to you know lose it a bit because if you see videos of him when he was younger, like he's in his seventies, you know. Yeah, he's not young, and I don't think he's like super healthy. Like he doesn't exercise. Oh, he thinks, fuck he thinks no, he's not. Of energy, um, and I don't think he eats super healthy. He's a bit yeah. overweight, and like you know, I I reckon he um. You see photos, videos of him when he was younger, and he was definitely a bit more like talked a bit, a bit clearer and stuff. And yeah, I noticed, I noticed that as well. He was a lot more. Let, let's just say he was a lot more fluent with what he was saying. Yeah, and he he always sort of told lies and bullshitted a bit, but the amount of lies that he's told has only increased. Like when he started his campaign for president, and when he became president, you know, he's it's it's and really easily disprovable lies but it's it's just so funny how all these rednecks in america just eat it up you know like even though it's so obviously bullshit it's like why why do you still support this clown you know i just i just hope it spawns uh some like tribute bands to it like to him like songs named after like some of his some of his greatest quotes or some shit like that i think that would be amazing there's been some good stuff come out. Like, um, there's we played a um, this game that was kind of a variation of Cards Against Humanity, but it was all Trump themed, you know, and it had yeah. all, all these crazy quotes and stuff from him. And um, yeah, it's um, it's just incredible. Like, um, I'm pretty sure there's a lie count somewhere about it. Actually, now that you mention it, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's and and again like it's so easy to get distracted by all that sort of stuff as well going on too. Well, that's it, and um, yeah, I think I think well for me, I try and uh, I try and sort of limit it to some degree because yeah, yeah. you can. It's it's an endless rabbit hole of like you know YouTube and and uh, you know our politics or who who celebrities or who's you know done what and. It's sort of oh, like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's so bad, and it's so easy to fall down it as well. Like, oh, it's happened to me. I've done it. Whatever it happens, but like, you've just got to get yourself out of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, like, uh, I've. It is. It is what it is. Like that sort of stuff. You just hope it doesn't come too close to home. You know, you don't want it to affect a, where we live too much. Well, you know, I mean, I think we're a bit better off here in some ways, but I don't think our government is is in a lot of ways is that superior to America's like we've still got this sort of um you know neoliberal kind of um conservative government so, oh yeah yeah we're definitely on 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 that conservative side for sure yeah it but yeah and and, and I hope I just really hope that there's a lot more bands that decide to come out now after so much shit comes out has been coming out anyway of just shitty politicians and stuff i just i want to see more bands uh like not to expose that but put more of a spotlight on it i would enjoy that yeah i mean i think you know we can't um just think 
the government's going to uh, rely on the government to fix things. Like I think we've got to take, try and take matters into our own hands and just do what we can. And yeah. like, I had some friends that um, put on a, a, you know, a bushfire fundraiser a couple of months ago, you know, got some of our mates' bands played and that. And, you know, they raised seven grand for a few different charities, you know. So I think I think that sort of stuff's awesome. And I think music can really um, inspire people. Like, you know, um, at Unify, um, one of the headliners, Architects, this band from the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, His, what's his name, Sam Carter, uh, his brother died or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they did a, a like a tribute to him, but also before they played, um, they got uh, this guy who was like a friend of theirs, um, and he was from a charity that sort of deals with um, violence against women. And yeah. he got up, he got up and um, displayed on the screen this big map of Australia with all these um, like little hearts on it. And at first, when I looked at it, I thought it was a map of all the bushfires. But it was a femicide map, so it was a map of all the women that had been murdered in Australia the previous year, and there was, yeah. you know, a, however many hundred of them or whatever around the country. And um, you know, he he said um, he gave this speech. It was, it was like, you know, this is the tip of the iceberg, but the rest of the iceberg is like all the sexist jokes you say to your mates, and um, you know, and letting them get away with it, or you know, your mate who cat calls a woman or whatever. And you've got to like call them out and not let that stuff get away with it because this is how we're going to change the culture and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it was it was really awesome, you know. Like, and it it merely made me think, you know, like that's what I'd love to do with my music one day, something similar, you know, to be able to sort of contribute a little bit um, towards, you know, those sort of causes that that do something to try and make a difference in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. There's there's a band down there in Melbourne called Wolfpack. Have you heard of them? Wolfpack, yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tomo, he, the, the, those guys, I love those guys. They're the best. Um, like pretty much all their money that they get from shows and merch and stuff, they donate all of that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, it's. I think just today or the other day, they just donated like two hundred bucks to. Um, uh one of the one of the pubs down there i come trying to think of the name of it uh last chance rock and roll bar oh last chance yeah right that's awesome yeah okay i was right awesome um yeah uh so yeah those those guys donate heaps of money and stuff they have donated heaps of money i should say um to heaps of uh charities and organizations as well i think that concept is amazing yeah, that's awesome. I think I just saw him at Cherry Bar one time, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that, so that's cool. But but yeah, I mean, I knew um, Last Chance has sort of been struggling a little bit, like a lot of um, venues were sort of a lot of small venues like struggle to just to get by anyway. And then of course, you know, COVID with everything shutting down has hit a lot of live music venues pretty hard as well. Yeah. So hopefully they get some sort of government support as well but in the meantime yeah you know like if everyone who can everyone who's still working in some way or got some sort of income you know can sort of um dish out a bit to you know because i think well for me it's one of the good things about about melbourne is it is such a good live music scene you know and um it'd be a shame for 
Well, I, you know, I hope we can, uh, everyone can sort of help keep that going as much as possible to recover from, you know, from this whole, uh, this whole thing that's, that's happening. Yeah, I, I totally agree as well. Um, it, it, it's, it's great to see, though, that you guys are still able to record and keep content going, though. I think that's the key part of all of this is that, yeah, it's, it's crazy times out there. But, you know, you guys are so fortunate and lucky that you're able to continue on. And, you know, it works to your benefit in this way, too, because, you know, there's a lot less distractions now because everything's shut. So you can focus on that music. Yeah, yeah, it does in some ways. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, to... being able to stretch your legs helps too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, no, it will be good to uh, looking forward to having gigs again. That's for sure. Oh, I think everybody is, man. I'm, I, I'm fanging for it. I can't wait. You know, um, you know, and it's it's something that I think a lot of people uh, are looking forward to. I think as well. You know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, so I, um, I'm thinking what we should do is I think I'll, um, we'll pack it in now. Um, I've got to, uh, I, I'm not sure how long this is supposed to, like how long it can record for or not. It's still saying it's recording. Um, yeah. but I have got a jet, uh, at this point anyway. Um, yeah, no, so, we should, so that's fine. Yeah, I, I originally I thought you guys were on that uh, had the time difference as well. So I was racing home once I got uh, once I finished work, thinking, "Oh shit, I've got le- I've got an hour less because you guys are usually an hour ahead every time I've been down there." All oh, right. Um, it's been a while since I've been to Melbourne, but I'm going to be back there next year. Um, suppose uh, the Red Shore, if they can, are doing their reunion show. They got rescheduled to like January. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, give us a shout if you're in town for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go down there for for the weekend. I've got a friend who lives down there as well, so I'm definitely I've got a couple of friends down there now that I've met through the podcast and and shows when they've come up. So yeah, I'll be keen to hang out with a whole bunch of people when I go down, that's for sure. Yeah, awesome. So, one last thing before we go. Um thank you again for coming on, that's for sure. Um right. thanks for, you. thanks for giving us your time as well. It was it was so cool to learn about the lore of uh Dreamworm and uh, know more about Harshmallow. And especially you two as a dynamic together as well. Um, I don't mean to be nosy, but since I just added you uh, recently on Facebook, Tom, to get in contact and whatnot, um, I saw that you got you got you put a ring on it. Is that right? <laughs> that is correct. Shane. Yeah, congratulations. That's that's so good to know as uh, to to hear as well. Yeah, well, I thought I'm probably not going to do any better than Chloe, so ooh, burn. Uh, no, that's that's fantastic. I'm 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 glad to hear that as well. So that I mean that's another journey that you guys are going to be on as well. So um, heaps of stuff going on for you guys with that, and I, I really look forward to seeing what happens next with you guys. Uh, not just personally, obviously, but with uh, the music as well. Like it seems like there's a lot going on, and I can't wait to see. Yeah, well, thanks heaps, and no, it's been really good talking to you, and and you know, thanks for uh, I suppose helping us. Uh, you know, it's always good to, to get out, to get ourselves out there, and we're we're trying to, you know, use this time to yeah connect with people and talk to people. So it's it's been good. If it helps in any way, like I'm just I'm glad to help. Like I I, I enjoy meeting uh, various musicians and like just getting to know how their head works about creating music. It's just really interesting because, you know, it, like we said earlier, that you know 
it's very hard to think that you're not copying someone else, but also the ideas that you get in your head sort of thing. It, you want to try and act out anyway, regardless. Mm. So yeah. it, it, it's just, it's it's so good to see as well. Like just the creativity, like more people get out there and do it. It's fun. It's good for the head as well. Um, so thank you again, Tom and Chloe uh, of Dreamworm and Harshmellow. You can check those guys out uh, on Facebook and Instagram and you've said uh, SoundCloud and um, uh, Spotify and a whole heap of uh, a whole heap of uh, platforms as well. Uh, any more, sorry? Uh, well, the main ones is um, Facebook and Insta, I guess. That's what yep. we're most active on. And we definitely um, want to plug our Patreon as well. Yeah, um, we do want to give that a plug. <laughs> of course, yeah. No, I, I, I'm familiar with how Patreon works as well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so those are the main ones. Yeah, it's probably yep. will follow us. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, well, what I'll try and do as well um, is I'll uh, have you got a particular song that you'd like to get played on 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 the ending uh, on the end of this episode? Um, well, it depends what vibe you want. Like, if you want to, <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of new comedy ones out more recently. Yeah. Um, but if you're after uh, our more serious vibes, um, yeah, <laughs> I guess, I'm not sure. I was I thinking we could uh, go with one from Dreamworm and one from Harshmallow. Yeah, no worries. That'd be great. Yeah, cool. So um, I'll we'll make it a surprise uh, for for the listeners anyway. So I'll get you to send them through to us, and I'll uh, I'll add them on into the episode if I can. Either, either way, um, I'll plug them for sure. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks heaps, man. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Like I said, I, I, I love meeting uh, new people and musicians in particular as well and just seeing how, how their head works and, and just finding new music. I love it. It's great fun. So, yeah, thanks again for coming on and uh, I really can't wait to see what you guys get up to next. Yeah, thanks again. All right. You guys take care, eh, in these COVID times and we'll uh, catch up soon for sure. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks mate. Take care. Uh, take care. Bye.
It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.